June 4th, 2019, this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Raj Giri is on vacation. The SmackDown before the WWE Super Showdown in Jeddah. Goldberg versus Undertaker. They faced off in the ring tonight. Matt, let's start with that. Your reactions. Asterisk, before we start the show, the asterisk will read, take a drink every time he says Jeddah, folks. All right. <laughs> Now, with that out of the way, um, it was a good show. Again, I just think the timing of the show is what adds to it, right? Yeah. But it's still being as redundant as Raw is and unexciting, if you will. Yeah, Justin, how about you? How did uh, tonight fare? Well, first off, I prefer to not say Jetta. Cheers. Uh, I prefer <laughs> to just refer to it as parts unknown. Oh, there you, go. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, the, the, these shows are kind of odd because, you know, they, they put – you know, they're, they're touting it as uh, equal, if not bigger than WrestleMania, which I effing hate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the same time, it feels like it's uh, just an inconvenience. It's a, it's a show that's randomly placed in the way. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, go look. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know this is maybe uh, unpopular. I mean, I am looking forward to Goldberg versus Undertaker. I'm not expecting sure. anything long. I mean, I, honestly, I'm expecting the, the 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 combined length of their entrances, given that yes. giant stage of the show, to possibly yeah. be longer than their belt to belt. But Yep. You know, to see the—I mean, I, I got a little bit of goosebumps just for the quick second of the, of the face-to-face tease. So, I mean, you know, I'm into that of it overall. I mean, I'm not expecting much more out of the show, um, but I am glad that they had Taker appear. I would have been really mad if it was just Goldberg ending with Taker, you're next to rest in peace, and then they would have gone off and they would have just ran down the card and gone off the air. I'm glad they no, had Taker appear. No, because this is—it goes to show you. Of course, they were going to do this because they're—they're—they're they're, they're willing to give away everything when it comes to this upcoming super show. But when it's for any other pay-per-view, or even WrestleMania, I would argue, they don't give it to us. And yeah. it's really frustrating because it shows they can do it and they choose not to is what it shows me. Meaning they don't throw everything possible to get people excited about matches. And because honestly, their normal playbook is it would have been Goldberg coming out and cutting a singular promo and saying, Taker, you're the one who's next and end the show on that and no Taker. And it would be, you'd have to pay money to see him and that whatever the pay-per-view it follows is to see the two of them go. Do you know what I mean? So it just pisses me off because it's, they're willing to do all of this work and throw this monkey wrench in the middle of their quote unquote wrestling season. If you will, if this was a season, um, with this pay-per-view and none of it's for fans, it's 100% for a payday. Yeah, that's that's the most disheartening part about this, especially where they're going. And I don't want to go off on my tangent on that. Well, think about this for a second. Uh, Question this to both of you, Matt, especially you having worked with Vince McMahon, seeing how much pride he takes in WrestleMania, his creation, an event as big as the Super Bowl. How much must he be getting paid to say something that will be equal or greater to WrestleMania? I think it's, uh, it's sickening to a degree. It's supposed to be WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all. Super Bowl pro wrestling, just like you said. Things that I, I think I've been watching since the very first one with a little Gerald box popping or paper clip in the back and gimmick in the wire, <laughs> or whatever, to get the damn thing. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm just, I'm, I never thought I'd hear anything well, like that. Well, what's, what's, what's crazy to think is that, like, you know, we, we've heard the stories famously told by Vince and, and those close to him. WrestleMania 1 and then again, WrestleMania 3. I mean, he basically gambled his, it, it, all yeah. of his assets, his house, yeah. to, to make that work and to build what is now 35 years later what it is. And it, it, yeah, and he's willing just to go ahead and just throw that tagline to to, to it, make it sure whores, it whores the company yeah. and the brand out. It honestly is the way it feels to me. Yeah, it. it, it I mean, it. You know, but it, uh, the other side of the coin is I almost wonder 
you know, like, look, Goldberg, again, like we said, Goldberg versus Taker, it's not going to be what it would have been 20 years ago. And even 20 years ago, it would have been a match that would have been one-dimensional because Goldberg's just, you know, what he does in the ring is, is what he does. Mm. Um, I almost want, you know, Vince is, like, I almost think that Vince wouldn't give us a Goldberg versus Taker at WrestleMania because he knows that it would not be a WrestleMania bell-to-bell. But I almost feel like this, as long as he just carts out whatever legends they want and gives them whatever entrances they want mm-hmm. he, he he's going to be given an a plus grade so much so and i and i, and I like the guy but but i mean he's retired and he got he retired in the wwe ring because i think he started dealing with some injury i would not be shocked i think they'll probably go back in november again for another show over there mm-hmm. i would not be shocked if in november or if one of the future year shows in saudi if they did undertaker versus sting if they finally gave us that match, mm-hmm. and again, it's not going to be much bell to bell, but it would just be to see that match graphic and see those entrances. And in Saudi Arabia for the show, he can get away with it, and not, and it doesn't have to be real. I can good see that. Bell to bell. I can see that. But once again, they're giving us that moment that should be saved for WrestleMania. WrestleMania but, just because it's WrestleMania doesn't mean they have to have that long match. Yeah, but I, I think I, what I'm what I'm trying to say, Matt, is I think WrestleMania Vince still holds a certain standard. He still wants a certain caliber match. I think here this is just pure Didn't money. Rock and Goldberg last like, twenty seconds. Hmm. Did they not? Well, that, that was no. That was Survivor Series. They went. They went a little uh, bit. They went about eight, eight to ten minutes in Mania, which you know. But 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 I know what you're saying. But again, I think he has a certain caliber. It needs to fit the. It needs to fit the story at WrestleMania. Saudi just roll out whoever they want. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, he's not calling Ric Flair, seeing how he's uh, recovering from that surgery. If he can make the Saudi trip, you know, <laughs> take some bumps. <sighs> by the way, gen- it was by the way, it was weird tonight. By the way, to see Goldberg come out, do the whole security walk, come out and not have any pyro. I know they'll probably have it <laughs> yeah. Friday, but like that, perhaps, perhaps Goldberg more than any other yes. talent ever is the pyro intricate to the entrance. And same with Brock when Brock does that. When he does this gimmick in his entrance, same thing with that. I always thought Batista as well with him shooting his damn guns. You know what I mean? It's always there's a few that are always synonymous Kane with, with no fire when he comes out. Yeah, you know, yeah. bad move. Pyro makes, in my opinion, when you get pyro, it makes you a star immediately. Bad yeah. move taking it away. So we open up. <clears throat> pardon me. We open up the show tonight. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods coming out. Kofi talking about his trip to Ghana. I thought that was really well done, that video package showing yeah, how well. going back to his birthplace. Yeah, I dug it. I think that was nice. And uh, then they had a tag match, the two of them against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Sami did not get a mic tonight. This is his uh, first appearance since the AEW name drop on Raw last week. Uh, kind of a paint-by-numbers tag match, but... Certainly not bad. Uh, Ziggler interrupting in this, getting his video package, uh, talking about he was going to claim his time at the Super Showdown this weekend. Um, so New Day won that match. Kofi connected Trouble in the Paradise on Sammy, got the pin and the win, and then Ziggler hit the ring out of nowhere, leveled Kofi with a super kick. So KO and Sammy were just sort of there tonight. They're still building this. Matt, are you feeling any heat or uh, no. anything? Nothing Ziggler. with Ziggler and Kofi? Nope. Nothing. Justin, what are you what are you making about this? So, so Matt's not going to watch Friday. Are you going to be watching Friday, Justin? Yeah, I'll watch Friday. Um, <laughs> Trader, dude. Last year, the, the first one they did. The first one they did this time last year. I was sitting in the delivery room, and my son was being born. As I'm watching the whatever the one was in April last year, as I'm waiting for hours and hours to go by, I had nothing else to do. It was. Uh, Don't get me wrong, guys. I just I cannot watch anything with them doing anything over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna watch Friday. I don't, you know, this the Dolph the Kofi match doesn't really excite me. I mean, quite frankly, no. I, think, I think the Dolph match has just been a quick substitute because KO says he's not going to Saudi. So, 
Um, otherwise, it would have been KO and, and yeah. Kofi. Yeah. You know, like the Ghana. The, I went 180 in the segment. The Ghana video, awesome, very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Very, I could see why it's emotional for Kofi. Yeah. Dolph interrupting the quick little summary of Dolph's career and his whining. Fine with that. And then they proceeded to toss to two more video pieces. How overproduced and rehearsed do you want to make a segment when you have four video packages that your talent has to toss to in a 12-minute period? That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm quite frankly, I'm not – I mean, th- th- these guys are both good in the ring. will be good. I, really, you know what I'm expecting out of this? If I'm expecting anything to happen out of this, anything, Brock said he's cashing in on Friday. Maybe he's cashing in on Kofi Kingston. That's the only thing I can expect from this Mm-mm. of note. I'm calling a title change with Baron Corbin beating Seth Rollins. Brock cashes in on him, kills him. Now you have Seth versus Brock again with Seth being protected. They didn't doesn't have Brock beat him. I think it could go either way. We'll see Friday. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting so, yeah, day. I'm predicting Corbin's going to be the Universal Champion. P.S. How crazy is that? that how much? How much? Ne- how much? How much terrible. negative do you want? How much negative do you want to put in the headline? If Baron Corbin becomes champion in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> it's oh, going, people are going to go to Stanford, Connecticut, and tourist to play. They're going to be so pissed. And you know you're going to see the tweet. Someone's going to say joking and being like, "Corbin is champion. This is the worst thing that's ever happened what? in Saudi Arabia." Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and, and, and Corbin has the gimmick right now, where whatever city they're in, he's their favorite son. Is he going to start referring to himself as Saudi Arabia's oh, favorite son? Lord. I don't even know if they're smart enough to not to to realize that that's not worth the phony heat. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. It's not. We'll see. It's going to be something. It's it's a weird train wreck. These Saudi Arabia shows. I mean, just on multiple levels. I think that that's what I tell myself as I'm as I'm watching it for this podcast. Um. Speaking of which, Shane McMahon wants to call out Roman Reigns. Like, he mm. kicked the crap out of him last night. Why does he need to call him out and cut this promo? They're really, really reaching with this. Because they think Shane's going to get him ratings. Do you, do you know what I mean? But why else? It's, it's, it's not working. Shane is a heel no one's feeling. I don't, I don't care for it at all. I think it looks terrible that all the wrestlers have to sell for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I made. Yeah, Glenn, you made the right point. I mean, Shane got the better of him, albeit the numbers on Monday. Why the hell, as a heel, would you call that babyface back out to confront you again when you just when you you should be you should be ducking and running from him right now? Because of fifty fifty booking, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What was so, the outcome of the segment? Uh, what did Roman didn't come out for that? Did he? Did I miss that? I apologize. This is where I was started cooking dinner because I was like, oh, it's this shit again. Um, oh, Roman did come out. That's not in the Wrestling Inc. recap, folks. I, maybe, I'm maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm making that up. I thought he did. What did you cook, more importantly? Uh, I had uh, Beyond Sausage, the hottest stock IPO launch in the last 10 years. I bought their Bratwurst sausage and made that for dinner tonight. So you cook sausage with blue chew. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> and, it's, Speaking- and, it's, and it's high, nonetheless. Yeah, well, no, I, you know, I got dressed up for the podcast, guys. I got some smack from our audience. I listened to what they say. They say I went on the Matt Men podcast, which I recommend checking out my interview there last week, and I was in my work attire for that. They were like, "Oh, you never dress up for Wrestling Inc." So tonight, I thought, you know what, I'll class it up a little bit. I got my Zubas tie. I'll, you know, well, thanks make a showing. For, thanks for filling Matt and I in so we could follow the dress code. Which is funny because Labar, if you watch Justin Labar normally, I'm the schlubby looking one, and he's Mister Shirt and Tie looking yeah, all sporty. It's ten thirty. Labar does ESPN like look like. 
type <laughs> shtick. He's got like really professional looking backgrounds and everything like that. It's ten thirty in the evening on the East Coast. I'm not wearing a tie. Right reality. Yeah. Well, folks, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Oh, by popular request. Oh, so many people at Starcast coming up to me saying, "Oh, I love the Blue Chew ads. I love the Blue Chew ads." Well. Here's another one. Guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Remember that back when Goldberg and The Undertaker were super relevant? Back then. Now, you can increase your performance to get that extra confidence in bed, so listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Science, the stuff that works. None of this, oh, it's like Viagra. Oh, it's like a prescription drug. No, men in lab coats suffered. They sacrificed. They gave up time with their families. And why? To help your schwanz and your love life. And I think the least you can do is pay them and show them some respect by checking out Blue Chew. Because Blue Chew is better than a pill. It is a chewable, which means you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You've heard Matt talk about it. You've heard Raj talk about it awkwardly. Go back and listen to those ads. Justin, have you tried Blue Chew yet? I have not. Oh, you're missing out, man. What are you talking to my wife? What's, what's, what do you mean I'm missing out? I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like now you look sort of like middle-aged Fred Durst with Blue Chew. You'll be like Fred Durst <laughs> in his nookie prime. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get on that stuff. <laughs> now, Blue Chew. Can I, can I, wait, wait, can I, can I give, can I give you a Fred Durst piece of sign language? Can I do that? Can I do that? Is it going to Blue Chew okay with that I one? do that. <laughs> Here's the important thing. I am not insinuating that Justin Labar has any problems. And here's the important thing about Blue Chew. It's not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help you follow through for round two, three, four, and more. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA... And Blue Chew prepares and ships it direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. First shipment free. Use our promo code WINC. You're only going to pay $5 shipping. That's promo code WINC at BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Good Lord. All right, Glenn, real quick. I got to ask this. When you say discrete packaging, is that in their ID? Do they do they use that themselves? That, that They do ID? mention that, and I think that's important. You don't okay. want a big, you know, well, boxes of owner say. pills. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So what? They're saying, like, this discrete patching, discrete patch packaging uh, opposed, you know, versus what? The big package that says, hey, male person, you're delivering boner pills. Like, like what's the other alternative? I've never seen anything that. I don't know. Like, you know, normally it comes. You know, normally it comes in a big box that's real shiny, and it, it says, "Here's your, here's <laughs> your here. This guy needs help, or this guy here, wants here, extra big, innings, or whatever." I yeah, here, here's your blue pill with a with a big box of porn, and you know. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I also like about it is I actually really like their packaging. So, like their pouches look, you know, kind of a little discreet. You keep this laying around in the bedroom. It doesn't scream like sex aid or something kind of weird like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the pills themselves come in these little little package pouches. I actually saw people at StarCast that were waiting in line to get like Eric Bischoff and podcasters who have done Bluetooth ads to sign their pouch. 
So it's it's a big thing, man. I think what does Bischoff call it? Chew uh, Chew World Order CWO. In fact, there's going to be T-shirts coming out soon for that. Uh, stay tuned to my Twitter feed and Blue Chew for more news on that. Blue so, Blue Chew's promo is just longer than what I'm I'm expecting Taker versus Goldberg to be. This is incredible. It is. Yeah, we it should is. time them side by side. See which one. Uh, and you called me a middle aged Fred Durst. I'm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, Glenn, you you were thinking we were we were laughing because of your 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 uh, description of his performance. That's not what we were laughing at. We're laughing at you. Poor called the poor guy middle aged Fred Durst. <laughs> How rude! How rude, Glenn. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that at all. <laughs> Limp Bizkit was a very popular band. Don't they still? Oh, have I love the, them. Love them. The I, best I had, rock selling album of all time. Still. I yeah. mean, I had some of their albums, but I mean, I'm 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 going to be 32 this year. I don't want to be called a middle aged Fred Durst. That like that like really reflects <laughs> on my lifestyle. Apparently, I'm not I'm not looking too good. Damn, you're young as hell, man. 32. Wow. Oh, I miss it. I miss 32. Yeah, that's, that's why. I, that's see, I don't need the blue shoe. I'm fine. I'm still I'm 32. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that, fans? Did you hear that? That's what I'm talking about. Even that guy. Pretend it's not him and somebody else who just said the same thing. Those are all of our buddies that talk smack like that. <laughs> Even them, I promise you guys, that, like I said, it's like giving Superman two, three, four different capes. I swear to you on this. Oh, here we go. It's like giving you the the stamina and drive you had when you were 17, but now you have the, the mindset, the experience, the technique of an it, older gentleman. It legit works. Like, like you guys would not believe. You guys know I don't blow smoke, and I have no reason. These guys don't pay me anything to talk about their ads whatsoever. That's why you never heard me read off the ads. But the truth of the matter is this stuff is legit as legit gets, and it hits your system much quicker than its counterparts. I've had to take the counterparts for bodybuilding competitions where you take half a dose to get blood pump into your muscles before you take the stage. All bodybuilders usually do it. And uh, this stuff hits you as quick as you can imagine. So it's really good. And fun fact, if you go round seven, at that point you are blowing smoke because there's nothing else left. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I will say everybody I've heard everybody and I, I do know everybody I've heard talk about this and, and who's tried it has yeah. I have not heard one negative reaction, so I will give it that. I, you know. It's so black and white. It, something either works or it doesn't. And this stuff is boom, it always hits. It works. Yeah. So back to SmackDown. Wish mm -hmm. we could just talk about Blue Chew and our boners all night. Uh but <laughs> We had uh, Alexa Bliss come out for a moment of bliss, and she was out there with Bailey, interrupted by Carmella, interrupted by Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's make a triple threat to determine who the new number one contender is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So this was Alexa, under the wildcard rule, having a segment on SmackDown, yeah. and uh, then going on to win the number one contendership for the SmackDown title. Yeah, um, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I yeah, I really thought Carmella versus Bailey. Yeah. I feel like that's. I mean, they've been friends. They talked about that. You know that they used to ride together. I thought this is just a great feud and a great match waiting to happen. I'm surprised they went the direction they did. Do you think Bailey's a transitional champion? And Hope that, not. It, and it was to get, you know, old girl there back up, to get her on SmackDown and to be champion. Justin. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm surprised. I didn't see this coming because I didn't expect Alexa Bliss to be challenging. Alexa Bliss, mm. if I'm trying to keep score here, I think is from Raw. Yes, challenging the. So yeah. again, one one more reason. I mean, what 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 is the split? Um, it was a cool surprise, though, for what it's worth. I didn't see this. Coming. Oh yeah, no, I'll give you that. It's a cool surprise, and and and, and the spot. The I think she called it Twisted Bliss uh, when when Charlotte was bridged up. And Bliss came down. I mean, Charlotte got herself back down to protect, you know. But that, that looked pretty, pretty brutal and pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, I was surprised by this, but I'm okay with it. You know, it was it was a shock. 
Uh, I don't know if he'll be transitional champion. I mean, I think they'll give Bailey a little bit of a chance. I think, um, I think while WWE is kind of like half the time trying to like grasp and do things that fans want uh, right now because there might be some desperation. I, I think I think that even they would recognize that maybe pulling the Dolph Bailey quickly wouldn't be the yeah you know, at least give her, let's give her let's give her a few pay per views to try and see what happens. So, I hope so. She's yeah. she's so damn good. I remember saying this when she was in NXT, and I know this is gonna sound crazy now in retrospect, but then it wasn't crazy, and that was I thought WWE at that time had a character, guy or girl, that I would argue that is as big of a babyface as John Cena, as far as merchandise could have gone, and every fan's reaction to her. Do you know what I mean? And they freaking botched it her debut they threw in a ring with mick foley and did all this other silly stuff that didn't need she doesn't need that stuff she is a gimmick she has her you know what i mean she's very different you didn't need to give her more gimmicks and more things like that to get her over matt i agree with that i actually said something very similar several many years ago when she was still in nxt i went down um it was the first time i'd ever seen nxt live i saw her and sasha in an iron woman match a 30 minute iron woman oh match. my god that's one of my favorite matches dude that's I, I was there i was there i was there for that and um and i got to tour the performance center that weekend so it was the first time i got to, to talk to both ladies and i so i really felt like just totally invested in the match yeah, more so than yeah. maybe normal and I saw that, and I came back to Pittsburgh, and I said to somebody here who, who works in wrestling, and I said the almost exact same thing. I said, Bailey might have the potential to be that John Cena marketing machine. Seriously. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and you know, right now it hasn't panned out because they've tripped and fumbled all over it. But. Yeah. So I'm hoping she gets a chance, to, to your point, you know, like you are saying. I hope she gets a chance here. Well, in her character tonight, uh, she struck alexa right uh in that and uh turn it into a fight that made the triple threat let's talk about that let's jump ahead she, we'll smacked, come back the to well, she smacked the coffee away that was the whole that's what it was uh hey for bailey that's attitude that's dark bailey this is probably going to get to it um <laughs> let's talk spill some oh, dark yeah. coffee we got dark bailey yes uh let's talk about that triple threat match we'll come back to the 24 7 title uh in a minute how great was that triple threat with alexa charlotte and carmella tonight compared to charlotte versus lacy last night incredible are you kidding me it's not even debatable which is surprising it honestly is because the other girl what was her name say Lacey. she's still she's still so new she shouldn't have been yeah. put in that situation and like i was telling them last night justin that i thought with charlotte versus Lacey that i felt that they threw it together at the last second meaning i felt like the girls did not have time to go over that match because of all the miscues um, they were very odd miscues. They're not your normal type of miscues. Like a normal miscue is if you forget a spot and as you see the wrestler shooting off the other wrestler, the other wrestler has this puzzled look on their face as they're running and hitting the ropes going, what next? And then boom, a boot to the face or something crazy that they're not expecting. But not this. This was like she was chopping her. And as she tried to chop her, she like turned her shoulder the wrong way so she couldn't chop her in the chest once. She tried to, Charlotte tried to kick her in the gut. Same thing, completely missed because – Lacey wasn't in the right place. It just felt like they threw it together at the last minute and that match was affected by it. So it was terrible, which I was shocked at because those two are, yeah. my opinion, it could be a big match, obviously. So tonight's match smoked it by comparison. Yeah, t tonight did, and 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 I agree with you, Matt, and you would, you would know better than all of us in terms of being able to identify the the you know just the awkwardness with the spots and the transitions. But I agreed. I, I thought I, it didn't seem didn't seem coherent at all. And to, uh, even even in addition to the um, to the to not having chemistry, it felt like it was thrown together because the way that I mean because of who Charlotte is and the way that they've been positioning Lacey. To me, I kind of figured, okay, 
this is a match that we're going to hold off. We're not going to get it until some big. Right. This will be this will be something they'll hold on to, and they'll build yeah. some stock in WrestleMania potentially if they did it right. Right. So the fact that it was just given randomly on on, on the first Monday in June with no advertisement and, and just a few minutes of build, that to me says yeah, this must have been a, a six o'clock rewrite type of thing. Well, I'll tell you, I think we're going to get Charlotte versus Lacey at Stomping Grounds. Uh, the good thing about Alexa winning that match tonight and being getting that title shot with Bailey is that that frees up Charlotte to keep going there. Who do they put Becky with, though, going forward? I don't have an answer for you. Um, it's I hard to say because you don't know what girls are on, are like on and off limits. <laughs> I don't know who goes where. I thought it could have been, honestly, Alexa is who I kind of was thinking but now yeah <laughs> smackdown i kind of maybe it still could be alexa maybe alexa they steal a pay-per-view out of having alexa versus bailey and bailey wins and alexa goes back to raw and then works with you know becky i don't know yeah i just keep becky away from lacy and charlotte don't yes. keep like, yes. get her something new yes uh, so the 24-7 title, we had a Lumberjack match tonight, Elias versus R-Truth, and wouldn't you know it, Elias became the new 24-7 champ, uh, but then under the ring, R-Truth won that. it back from him. I, I thought that was cool. I, I did. For, I hate the title. It's ugly as hell. The stick is stupid, but <laughs> I did laugh. I thought it was pretty and, good. And WWE, Matt, I don't know if you saw this, or Glenn, WWE Online released the video of the pinfall under, under the, the ring. ring. That was yeah. great. Yeah, so on my Instagram. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and he yeah. sat there and Elias, like a good soldier, sat there and sold it too, which mm -hmm. was awesome, which made it. And that's and that's you know, we we've, we think we've seen everything in WWE. That's, I don't think <laughs> we've ever had a camera under the ring for a pinfall. No, I no, we've not. Yeah, that's pretty nope. pretty cool. This has been consistently some of the best stuff they've done since its introduction. If not the this and the Firefly Funhouse are why you should tune in right now, right? Our truth under the table is pretty funny. Yeah, our truth's great. I mean, he's. <laughs> I saw. I saw. I saw, I saw a great meme today, and it was the picture. Uh, or actually, it was it was it was a it was a it was a gif. It was Cesaro pulling the table out with with truth on it, and it said, "When your buddy's trying to do the Alistair Black entrance, yep. you know, Alistair Black like rises up. They look. <laughs> that was good. Speaking of Alistair Black, what did you think of his promo tonight? That just waiting for somebody to come knock on his door. Like I told you guys every week after week, insert my comment from last week. It's they're not putting any energy. He's a gimmick, a cool gimmick, a real cool gimmick, and they don't do anything with it. His promos are just again, he's in this blacked out room. <laughs> like it's silly. Um, they can do so many cool things with him. If you, you know, I don't, I know he doesn't have supernatural powers, but he kind of sort of does, right? He's supposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, and a little bit of an Undertaker kind of sort of vibe. Um, and they do nothing with it. Nothing. Yeah. I don't want to hear promos from him. It is odd. I know he's not wrestling in Jeddah this Friday, but it's odd that he hasn't had a match on TV in ages. Well, they're trying to make you care about him, right? But they're doing it the wrong way. He's not someone we want. Not because he can't cut a promo, I'm saying, but because he has such a cool shtick and gimmick. Like... Think about all the stuff a Taker used to do with digging, dit, you know, digging holes at, at cemeteries for Mick Foley. He's gonna bury him there, and he looked so believable. 
Even in the old school Taker days, we had the big rouge and red cheeks, and it was so sticky when you look back at it. But then when we were kids, we were terrified of him. I know I was. Um, yeah. I was deathified of Taker. Um, so, like, they can do things like that. They can do so many things with this kid, and they don't do it. Well, and this goes back to the problem I had when he when it seemed like he and Ricochet were randomly brought to Raw and SmackDown, and they they're tag teaming together. They they showed Aleister Black having an, having an interview in the gorilla position before going out and then making his yes. rise up. It's like way to take the way to take all the all the supernatural out of this by having the guy like let's have an interview with the Undertaker real quick, and Gorilla before the gong hits. Like, come on now, never right, you know right. Yeah, uh, and then part of me, so I was confused earlier about the Shane promo. So the Shane segment happened after this, and he went out and cut the promo on Reigns. Reigns did come out, and uh, yeah, Drew hit him with the Claymore kick. They just beat up Roman again. What, what, what do you think of uh, Shane's impression of Roman, Justin? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. Right, like they're making Shane. Shane was never really cool, but he was kind of like lovably dorky. His, this is his, just bad. His impression's almost as good as my my Fred Durst impression. Let's just put it that way. By the way, this is uh, Fred Durst speaking on behalf of Blue Chew. Blue Chew, try it now, folks. It'll make sure your biscuit is not limp. Boo. <laughs> oh Lord, um, I, I didn't care for it. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. Shane, they're thinking it's getting him more heat, and it's not. It's just dumb. I can't wait for this feud to be over. Either. Yeah, it's just bad. Um, I like that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, one thing we need to talk about in that triple threat, I like that they were on the outside and they distracted Carmella. I think uh, Mandy and Carmella has potential, at least there. But man, Carmella and Bailey would have been so good, I think, together. Um, so, that could be her next opponent. Yeah, hope so. If she beats Alexa, so. you know? Yeah. Let's talk about this Lars Sullivan segment. Matt, what'd you think of hearing big guy on the mic tonight? I don't want to hear him. I, I don't ever <sighs> want to hear him speak. Nothing against him. I just. I, I did have a shade of Matt Morgan, though, when he wanted to hear the word freak be said by Caleb Braxton. And then you saw his reaction to it. I was like, oh, is that his button push? Like somebody giving you shit about the stutter thing. Just instant flashes of that. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that it, it just he should not less is more with him. Justin, what'd you think? Uh, the, you said you never ask why the Nightingale sing their sweet song. That's a Vince line, if ever there right. was was one. Um, what a reference! Yes, uh, he's gonna rip the mice apart and paint a picture with their bodily fluids. And yeah, like well, first <laughs> off, I. <laughs> First off, um, I was a little, I, I did not know because I never we I, I was a little distracted by his uh, lisp that that did I did that that threw me off a little bit his uh, his, mm -hmm. his lisp, you know I I was okay with the I liked the theme of the you know would you question a line for doing its primary function that comparison was fine with me and I liked where it was going and then it started to trail off and go too far and then he started talking about the painting like. They, like I, I don't mind him speaking a little bit because while, while Matt will say he doesn't want to hear him, my fear with that is that's when you fall into the you know we're talking about Alistair Black who's talking too much. You know, there's times where they've done things like like like, like with Ryback. You know, Ryback. You know, he was beating two and three guys at one time, and all he said was "feed me more." It, it was yes, stupid. and it was over. <sighs> okay, but that how far does that go? I don't like. I, my point is here, here's what I saw: Bill Goldberg, Brock well, Lesnar. 
there's, well, Bill, a, there's a Bill, formula Bill, for Bill, Bill, Bill Goldberg. Well, all right, Brock Lesnar had Paul Heyman and Bill Goldberg. No, not his first time around. Not when he was there, like when I was there. What was it, 02, 03? No. At it's the very Brock. beginning, he had Paul. Yes, I apologize. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to world champion, whatever. Yeah. But he did have to learn to talk. And, 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 but, and Goldberg was given great care. I mean, they, they really, yeah. WCW really took care of him. My thing is, is that, you know, when Lars, when I could tell that he was waiting to hear that freak and I was thinking he was going to snap, I thought maybe it was going to be a little bit mentally torturing. I thought, my point is, I thought we were going to get like a little bit of depth and a little bit of like more backstory about this guy, which that's why I'm okay if he was going to talk a little bit. But mm-hmm. we didn't. He just started rambling and talking and speaking kind of in riddles and that's what lost me and I didn't want to hear it, you know, but because someone like that doesn't talk like that. Yeah. They don't say those words. They don't say those sentences. Right. No, I, no, I agree. It was not, that was not, that was somebody else writing for him. Shock. Shocking. I think uh, for every inch you are over six, three, you should remove like a syllable and words from your vocabulary. <laughs> like you don't have to talk that much being as big as he is. <sighs> it was Next. awkward. Yep. Uh, Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. Andrade out to the ring with Zelina Vega, beat up Apollo pretty quick. Uh, Finn Balor ran in with interference to make the save. I'm not feeling him. I know everybody like most fans are big fans of Andrade. I, I just Andrade, yeah, yeah. From NXT, I just I I tried. I can't get into it. And I love Thea. I'm good friends with her. I just she's the to me. She's always the star of those segments when they Zelina, yeah. yeah, well Thea. Trinidad, when when she cuts those promos, um, and then they bring them up to the main roster, and she doesn't do the majority of the talking anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like that should be his shtick. That's going to help him get more over. I thought with main sh- with, with normal fans, it's pro- probably because Vince doesn't want a female manager. He's not real interested. You know, I don't know why. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you, but I, I'm just not interested in, in, that, in that character for some reason. I don't know what my disconnect with it is. I know so many people are fans of his. Yeah. I think with him and Finn, there's been almost no build towards this match. Yeah, they're trying to make us care by the fact that Finn Balor is going to put on the makeup, which I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. If there's any other pay-per-view and it wasn't located where it's going to be located this Friday, I would, I would obviously would watch. And one of the things I would like to see, I, I'm a mark for his entrance. I'll admit it. Finn Balor's so, as the demon. But then that's it. Like, they made us not care to a degree about somebody who's as talented as that kid is. Got a cool gimmick. They took it away for way too long. Um, and we were just talking about this last night with Raj, uh, Justin, and that's like, you have to really... Last night, we had to really think and put our heads together. Who's the Intercontinental champ? Who's the tag team champs? Who are the U.S. champ? Like, and the list was going on and on, and we were being dead serious. They don't, I don't know, these belts don't mean anything anymore. No, I, they don't. That's, I mean, that's why, you know, going back, you know, we talk about while, while we're cross-promoting plugs here in Wrestling Inc., you know, I'm on the Winkley uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays and in the middle of the day on Wrestling Inc., and Nick Hausman and I have talked about this quite a bit. We debate the 24-7 title. And while it got a lot of crap, um, and obviously it was something thrown together, obviously that, that, that Vince did, I at least said, you know what, I'd, I'd at least rather this gimmicky 24-7 thing, which people thought was popular back in the hardcore era, I'd rather that than them try to sell me on one more serious, make sure you're looking at the camera right now, air quotes, serious mid-card title. Like I saw people saying, yeah. give me a European title, give me a women's intercontinental title. I'm like, no, because nope. it's not going to mean anything. So at least they have something gimmicky and stupid where there's a pinfall under the ring and we can laugh about it 
Yes, but here, you know what's so funny? You say European Championship. I was a mark for that. I swear. Really? I, I think when Bulldog had it, when Hunter had it, um, I really did. I, to me, that was the next belt to the next belt to the championship. Maybe because in that time period, that refer- you're referencing that, 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 that so 90s. So many stars that had it. Well, and, and right. I mean, hell, Shawn Michaels walked to the ring yes. uh, with a European title uh, oh, you know, with, with some big matches when he was in DX. Um, maybe it's probably because also, A, big stars had it. Yes. B, that they actually did UK-only pay-per-views, so it made it mm. feel like, I mean, I think that title with Bulldog and Michaels headlined a UK mm. pay-per-view. So, yeah, that makes it feel good. But, you know, if they would have brought back a European title or I've seen people say, oh, WWE should have a TV title, like another mid- yeah. mid-card title that would have meant nothing. So at least they went a gimmicky route and just acknowledged it's going to be gimmicky and that's what Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 you're right. And I, I was just saying it's a mark for the European Championship. So. Final segment of the night. After uh, the replay of Triple H and Randy Orton, we mm-hmm. got Goldberg coming out. No pyro. Cutting the promo. Undertaker's next to rest in peace. Lights go off. Undertaker what? shows up. That. Undertaker disappears. Yeah, at least Goldberg didn't get cut off like uh, last night Taker did. Finish the rest. What else happened after that? What am I missing? I mean, that's physically what happened, but I mean, that's say how the it, it closed off verbally. Uh, what was next? Recipes, lights went out, lights come on, take her to take her. No, take her. Oh, yeah. Goldberg says Friday night it is then. Uh, it was weird. Like you said earlier, I mean, he didn't, didn't really sell the disappearing thing. <laughs> uh, bring your jock strap. You can take him for a ride. It's just, I don't know. I think um, it's kind of weird to not keep so, a serious shtick with a serious character right you're right but but really quick um justin you probably might know this answer because i don't they're saving money on not doing pyro but what would have been so difficult to have goldberg's pyro here for this like what am i missing here is there a new law or something in the company that there's no more pyro or something is there something i'm not aware of uh i don't know the official answer here's what i've heard one, one money saver Two, they just don't travel with and don't have the proper technicians there on site anymore. So they uh, probably just didn't have them there. Okay. Here's another one that I heard. And I don't know, but and this is kind of like one of those things where it's like at first you go, no, but then you think about it. When they stopped doing the pyro, it was, um, I don't remember the exact year. It, it, it was right around the same time period where, so we had the we had that terrible Vegas shooting during the country concert. There was a yeah. there was gunfire in London during I think like an Ariana Grande concert. Yep. Somebody had said that I heard maybe they're stopping because of the desensifying the desensitivity of hearing that sound and, and just the, the way the worlds mm-hmm. were. Now that sounds very out there, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. I, I think it's money. Honestly, I'm just throwing everything out here. I think originally I heard that was it. You know what I mean? They're saving money on it, but. They have so much of it. They're, they're yeah. making all this money hand over fist right now, aren't they? Well, like, yeah. Why yeah. would now be the time when you're trying to make stars? You make guys are automatically made. I still swear by this with pyro, as silly as that might sound. No, you're right. Stars. You're right. I know. I mean, and they still do it for WrestleMania. And I think for every salt, I think for the two salty <clears throat> shows last year, they did it. So we'll probably get it Friday. Um, yeah, I think it's just a money thing. I, I mean, I don't know what pyro. I don't. I've heard different figures, fifty thousand for a show. I mean, I've wow. heard different figures. I don't know what the real oh, number yeah, actually is, but. It's weird. It is weird. But to the Goldberg, to the final Goldberg comments, if you go back and watch this, mm. 
Matt, when, when Taker appears and they do the gong and then they do the gong and the lights go back out and he disappears, he usually just slips right under the ring, right? Isn't that when he leaves the ring, he just goes right back under the ring usually, right? If he's coming back, yeah, but but one one time I had to put on a black hoodie, black sweatshirt, black pants, and it was like me, I want to say Big Show, as like, somebody else was really big and tall that was from OBW, and we had to like cover Taker when the lights went out and walk him to the ring. Oh wow! He Actually, it was when um okay when Chris Canyon did the gimmick in the box, mm-hmm. Boy George, I want to say. We had a like high taker, so but that's we, like that's like before the segment, like while they're playing something on the Tron or whatever. Though the, that's that's when they're getting off. You're right, but, the but light, no, the lights were out. Yeah, lights are out. What I'm saying is, after he so he appears in the ring, they do the face to face with Goldberg. They hit the gong, lights go back out. Now he has to disappear. I can kind of see a shadow for a second as the lights go out. It looked like he just slipped right, right know. over and right under the ring. And the funny thing is, where I thought I saw him slide out to, Goldberg mm-hmm. then grabs the mic. His back to the hard camera, so they had to go to the cameraman to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. Goldberg is addressing him about the jock strap and is literally looking at the side of the ring where I'm pretty sure Taker just slid under. And again, Goldberg's back's to the hard camera. I was like, this looks Goldberg so weird. A, okay, here's a problem with the live mic. He does it a lot though. He turns to the fans. The hard yeah. camera is, is pretty bare. So when you turn, you're facing all the people. Right. He did that. He's a bad habit with that. Yeah, he did that. He totally did that. And I and I thought, I'm pretty sure it's the same side of the ring that Taker just slid under. Is he addressing that the Undertaker just went back <laughs> under the ring? <laughs> it was weird to me, but I'm but yeah, you're right. If, if it, but that makes sense. He totally turned he turned his back to the hard camera and addressed the, the filled side of the arena. I just think he feels it and this goes, which is wrong. We would be in so much trouble for that if anyone else did that. Seriously. Look at the damn camera. Yeah, look at the damn camera. Our ass is reamed for it. I mean, how old out of practice is he, though? You know, at this point, I mean, yeah, 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 not used to doing weekly TV. Even less. Well, he also also came up in WCW, which WCW did not have the best production, (laughs) right? (laughs) So they did not have the they did not have the discipline machine that Vince tried to install. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So there you have it. SmackDown before WWE Super Showdown on Friday. Brock uh, allegedly is cashing in. We'll see. Uh, other news story today: Eli Drake has left Impact. He's a free agent. Justin, what have you heard about? He's this? been gone. Well, he announced it today. Wait, time out. I thought he left when he refused to lose to the female wrestler girl, um, whoever that was. No, I think you're thinking of. No, it was Eli Drake. Was it Eli Drake? Yeah, he was supposed to do a job, uh, work with Tessa Blanchard, and he was uncomfortable with it. Voiced his opinion. Who am I thinking of? I thought that was somebody else. No, it's Eli Drake. Fans in the chat room, please help us. Yeah, I'm not saying somebody tell me what the chat says. I thought that was somebody else. Do I know the, I know the story you're talking about. I thought it was somebody else. Do you have the chat, Lenny, I'm Googling. <laughs> this, this is Raj, see what the, what happens when you take a vacation? Because I'm, I'm I'm serious. I I thought he had left impact already. And they kind of like didn't they released him, I thought actually. Well, his contract expired today, so he's a free agent now. Okay. Yeah. He needs to be picked up. That dude is a home run promo. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Raj. I know Raj is a big fan of Eli Drake. Uh, I can remember Raj uh, and his and his and his wife and I having uh, lunch and drinks in New Orleans a couple years ago, and Raj telling me all about Eli Drake and how much he likes Eli Drake. That's something that stands out to me about Raj. He really is. I was really blown away by Eli Drake. I went back to Impact for a little bit there. Um, like I came out of retirement for a little bit there. And um, I was blown away with him. I really was. His promos are that damn good. 
Well, we'll see. Where do you think he goes from here? I, I'm hoping they're smart enough to re-sign him. I don't know with this company anymore. WWE should be like, they should be taking ownership. That hey, here's a kid that started in our developmental territories. We let him go out and get some more experience, and we brought him back because he's got now main event experience. That's the way the formula used to work. I don't know if it works that way anymore, but it should because that dude has improved immensely. He looks like a million dollars and talks like a million dollars. So, Matt, if you were in that situation right yeah. now, would that be would WWE be your preference? I was in that, I was in that situation. That was well, in no, the exact same situation. No, but I'm talking right now with AEW, with everything that's going on. Joey Ryan saying he's staying on the indies <laughs> because he's making a good living there. No, seriously, I mean, you've got more options now than ever. Ever. Uh, impact. We've heard Justin. What were the depressingly low dollar amounts some of these Impact talents are making per year? It's like in the single digit thousands, right? You're uh, shitting me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's on single digit thousands, like nine thousand dollars. I don't there, know. I, I, I've, I've, I don't, and I don't. I mean, I'm weird. I'm, I get weird about talking about money. I, I've heard, okay. I've heard that there are some talents that are making like you're guaranteed like twenty thousand, and then and Impact still tries to have strangleholds on certain things. Like it's, I don't know. Wow, yeah, I don't know. But again, drop from Grace. I'll tell you that. That's not everybody, but I've heard some people being offered deals where it's like. Are you kidding me? Like this is I made more and it was a much different company now. There's no spike, there's no Dixie Carter anymore, things like that. But what I'm telling you right now, I made more with them than I did uh, than I did with WWE. Granted, wow. I wasn't working main events in WWE and I and you had a tra- and you, but you, had, you didn't have to travel as much too, right? Yeah, no. Well we did yeah. travel quite a bit, but still. And I was one of their main PR guys, so I was always on the road an extra day on top of it with him. <laughs> but I, I asked for that. I liked it. I like representing the company. So you compare what the situation allegedly is now, uh, based on what we've heard from people, and compare that to WWE that's doubling people's deals to get them to sign extensions, uh, trying to lock down talent, AEW that's making, Chris Jericho said, the best offer, best money he's ever made before. Um, Yeah, I think uh, Impact is, you know, Impact and Ring of Honor are getting hurt the most by this current climate. They are. I mean, I don't ever want to see anything bad happen to Impact. You know what I mean? That's my old stomping ground. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time there. I learned a lot and improved quickly there, thanks to them giving me opportunities. It's a much different company, different ownership. It's not the company that it was when I was there. Um, so still, though, it's still the same brand, though, if you will. So you don't want to see anything bad happen to them. Speaking of Impact, Matt, I have to ask you this because I was looking the other yeah. day. Why weren't you in the TNA Impact video games? I just started. Yeah, I remember I was still bodyguarding Cornette at mm. the time. And it just I just started wrestling like right when that Mother Fletcher was re- released. Well, they did the second one for DS. They did the with the roster update that had uh, like Hogan and Foley in it, I think. That I don't have an answer to. There yeah. was, I was working the main event at that time, so I have no clue. You're right. I no, there was one for that. DM. Yeah, I was just looking the other day, reading up on that. Huh. <laughs> I was like, "Where's Matt Morgan in this?" Yeah. I will not be picking up a copy now. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, I should have been at the time. That's why. Did I- you make any of the WWE ones, the early alt ones from your time there? No, I got lucky with action figures, but no luck at all video games. <sighs> Do you create yourself in WWE 2K19 every year when it comes out? No. Really? <laughs> no, I don't. Like, like we I create could, a wrestler. We could, we could probably pitch that to Raj next year's WrestleMania. We bring <laughs> we bring Matt to uh, where's WrestleMania next year? Where's that? Um, Tampa. 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 We. Oh, that's not far. There we go. Perfect. We get Matt Morgan in Tampa, 
and we have not only a wrestling inc like some kind of like get together party whatever and we can play the latest WWE game and we can do a creator wrestler with matt morgan that, that's, a, that's a that's a pitch right there create a wrestler with mayor matt like yeah, this is the craziest part matt it's like for me i create my own wrestler like me I always named oh, like when i was younger i was an ov even ov yeah, but right? now now like that you're actually a professional wrestler you don't create a wrestler of yourself to no. play in these games no, well, interesting I play other games. I don't play the wrestling game. Interesting. What What are you playing lately, game was? Uh, now with my son here, not much. Uh, not, I haven't played much in the last two years. But before, it was like Saints Row, Call of Duty, GTA. You know what I mean? Those types of games. Love me some sandbox games. Could you imagine creating a Open Matt Morgan character in Grand Theft Auto? That'd be great. Oh, I'd be all over that. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> and Saints Row, I was this close to getting on that. Really? Because they, 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 one of the producers or directors, whatever it is, is a, there's like two of them that are huge fans of uh, wrestling. And they have a lot of our guys. Like I remember Joe. Who else? Uh, Loki, some other guys from TNA where I actually got to do voiceovers. I want to say Chris Daniels, too. Yeah, oh, they're huge wrestling fans. I meant to ask you this. That was my prediction when you were in Oakland for something top secret a while ago. Did you ever divulge what that was? Or, I mean, we don't have no, to. On the I didn't get it, so no. Oh, okay. That was my guess that you were doing mocap. Um, Sabretooth. I wish that would be something else. Um, okay, man. Well, anything else we need to cover? Anything, Justin? You want to throw out some plugs before we take this home? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Justin the Bar, and I will be with you Wednesday and Thursday afternoon on the Winkly, talking whatever hot gossip comes out. So Matt Morgan will not be here on Friday. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before taking home? Nope, sticking to my guns. Nope. No <laughs> plugs. No plugs, Morgan. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I live tweet along with WWE programming. I spent an hour last night dubbing in Brock Lesnar's voice saying Friday over Rebecca Black's Friday. You can find that on my Twitter account. If I didn't have to make a living, this is what I would do. I would just make <laughs> memes and stupid remix videos all the time. Um, we'll be back here Friday. Talk about WWE Super Showdown and Jetta. Until then, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.